0: At LuckyLandSlots.com
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and
0: conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. at luckylandslots.com available
1: to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
2: good morning and welcome to leading off with true blue LA it is Friday September 23rd i'm your host Eric Steven uh, the Dodgers rallied for two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning on Thursday to end a, a very long uh, five-game series with the Diamondbacks. Uh, it, it ended with a walk-off single for Mookie Betts, who was pinch-hitting. Uh, the Dodgers didn't play all that well in the series. They scored six runs in the final three games, almost lost them all. Uh, they rallied for five runs in the eighth inning, down five-one in game one of Tuesday's doubleheader. Very plausibly, could have lost the last four games of the series, but they end up end up winning three out of five over the four days. Um, so I guess you know that's why they play the games, I guess. But um, Thursday was a fantastic pitching matchup with uh, Julio Urias and Zach Gallen. Um, Urias uh, was pulled uh, with one out in the sixth. It was a one-one game. Uh, his pitch count was pretty normal. I think he was 89 pitches. But, like, this falls under the sort of uh, saving some bullets for uh, October, I would imagine. And they also Christian Walker was coming up. That was one thing. But I think uh, part of it was definitely that. Like, just look back to last October um, where basically the Dodgers had three healthy starting pitchers. All of them were gassed in the NLCS and it showed... Um, So they're trying to save bullets whenever they can, I think, with that. But uh, on the other end, um, no bullets needed saving for the Diamondbacks and Zach Gallen, man. Best pitch game uh, I've seen against the Dodgers this year. Uh, Retired the first um, 11 straight and then gave up a triple to Will Smith on a diving attempt by Stone Garrett and left. Then it rolled to the wall. And then Max Muncy hit one that just hit chalk uh, down the right field line for a double to score the run. And then Gallon retired his next 13 batters. He pitched eight innings, 13 strikeouts, just dominant, left in a 1-1 game. Uh, The Dodgers trailed in the bottom of the ninth because Craig Kimbrell had his latest misstep. Um, He allowed a go-ahead home run in the ninth to Christian Walker. Uh, He started the inning with a hit batter. It was a disputed uh, hit-by-pitch. Jake Jake McCarthy was pinch-hitting. Uh, was upheld on replay review. Jake McCarthy then tried to steal second. He made it, but then um, sort of uh, drifted off the bag, and uh, Gavin Lux kept the tag on him, so he was called out. Um, So that meant, and the next pitch was the home run to Walker. So instead of a two-run shot, it was a one-run home run, which proved, uh, you know, very consequential. However, uh, for Kimbrell, it was a second go-ahead, final inning home run to the Diamondbacks in the last nine days. He's hit three batters in his last two games. The problem with him is really command. Like, he had that stretch where it started when he, he started uh, playing Let It Go uh, as his uh, walk in music. He had eight straight games with a one, two, three inning. The only blemish was the one time during that stretch when they asked him to pitch a second inning in Miami, and he walked two of three, but then the Dodgers escaped after he left. Um, but it's just generally like. Uh, just having a, really a problem like getting the ball in the strike zone or, you know, having quality pitches. And it's just uh, – he's really struggled. And uh, Dave Roberts' post game was about as critical as he gets publicly about a player. Uh, this is from um, Sportsnet LA. Um, this is Roberts uh, talking about Kimbrell and his role as closer. Um, you know, I, I, you
0: just – you know, you can't hit the leadoff hitter with a breaking ball. You know, you strike a breaking ball, then you yank it to hit the batter. Um, we got fortunate with the uh, with the stolen base attempt, uh, and I just I think that the breaking ball to uh, think there was a walk. Yeah, there's a walk in there after the homer. It was a two-two. I think it was a two-two breaking ball that just rolled to Walker and, and he hit it out. So, um, you know. I think the stuff is starting to, to slide a little bit, fastball velocity. Um, yeah, I, I've just got to continue to look at this, and, um, you know, we've got to have our best guys, you know, at the back end. So, um, you know, continue to think
2: through it. I mean, <clears> the <throat> stuff is starting to slide, uh, and we've got to have our best guys at the back end. I mean, man, that that's as critical – as Roberts gets, like he didn't outright say Kimbrell's not the closer anymore. But, yeah, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if he's sort of pitching in lesser roles um, his next couple times out or at least something. But it's very clear they are um, in the evaluation stage of figuring out what his role is going to be now. You know, inevitably people are calling for like Kimbrell to not be on the postseason roster. I doubt it's going to be that. That's the problem with just generally dealing with with stuff like this. We we've seen it with Kenley Jansen for uh, it was almost it was three years running, and then until he sort of broke the string in 2021 by pitching really well down the stretch. But once if you demote your closer, it's not like he's off the team. He still has to pitch, and you have to figure out ways to sort of make him an effective reliever in the innings that he does pitch. So they've still got to figure out something with Kimbrel, but I think it's gotten to a point where they just simply can't keep running him out there in, in uh, closing situations. So, uh, because, you know, in a few weeks the games start actually mattering um, a little more than they do at the moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, like we said, seen this, uh, this is not new, so it was always going to sort of come down to this. They said uh, it was going to, uh, once, once sort of the, when the rubber met the road, the, they would uh, make decisions. They did that with Kenley. He didn't um, didn't close games in 2019 um, in the NLDS. You know, he J, they brought in Joe Kelly instead of Kenley in the fateful game five. Um, in 2020, he was used sparingly uh, as a closer, and obviously Julio Urias closed out, um, you know, the NLCS and the World Series. They had other pl- uh, pitchers get saves throughout that postseason. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to see something sim- similar with Kimbrel. He still could like put it together, and he just needs to find the strike zone. But like, even if it's in a lesser role, they're going to need him in some capacity. But it's pretty clear that they're um, sort of at their end of their rope here uh, with how he's been pitching. And, you know, uh, maybe it's time to let it go. Who knows? Uh, out of the closer role, at least. But, um, so, uh, the Dodgers with the win, their divisional record this year, is uh fifth or is forty nine and eighteen, which is excellent. Um, their um, their best divisional record uh by winning percentage was nineteen seventy four. Uh, it was they were sixty three and twenty seven against the West. Uh, seven hundred winning percentage. Now you got to remember back then it was two divisions only, um, and uh, what was it? It was twelve teams in the National League, so you had. Uh, 18 games against your own division for 90 games, and then 12 games against the six teams in the other division for 72 games. So uh, to get to 70, to beat 70%, the Dodgers would have to finish 54-22 and against the division this year. So that means in their last nine games, um, next week in San Diego for three, and then the final six games at home against the Rockies, the Dodgers need to go 5-4, and which would be their best divisional record ever. Uh, This dates back to 1969 when divisions started, but we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up next uh, before uh, the Dodgers get back into divisional play uh, right after the break
0: At LuckyLandSlots.com,
1: available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or by law. 18 plus. Terms and So uh,
2: Clayton Kershaw uh, talked about his future uh, with Dylan Hernandez at the LA Times this week. Um, uh, it was a very good article. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, Kershaw said uh, in that article, "quote I hold the right to change my mind, but as of today, I think I've got at least one more run." Uh, talking about coming back ne- next year, uh, he he basically also it was a like I said very good article touched on all the sort of usual talking points with Kershaw on, like what his decisions are um, in terms of coming back or uh, where he's going to pitch with either the Dodgers or the Rangers uh, whether he's considering retirement but he's healthy and productive right now so he's not he did say um, with with Hernandez. Uh, that basically, like, the only way he'd retire, at least now, is is for health or performance reasons. Like I said, he's pitching excellently when, when he's on the mound, and he's relatively healthy. He had two IL stints for back stuff, uh, but he's been able to sort of rebound from that and, and is pitching well now. He, this is a, another quote from Kershaw from The Post. Um, I don't want to be hurt. It's just a horrible feeling. You just feel useless. You feel like you're in the way. I don't want to deal with that anymore. So if I felt like I was going to get hurt all the time, I don't want to do that anymore. So it, it doesn't sound like he's there uh, in a mental space of that yet. So um, I think we're g- it's going to be the same lure as last offseason, basically between the hometown Rangers or back with the Dodgers. I sort of felt since last offseason, this will be an annual thing. You know, we, we saw it sort of play out that way last year honestly like Kershaw's earned that right uh if he wants to pitch near home with his kids four kids two of them are school age now um so like they're they're only they're with him in Los Angeles during the summer but then they go back to Texas they live like a short drive away from uh Globe Life Park uh is, I can is it Globe if it's Globe Life, Globe Life Field now I, Globe Life Park was the other one the old one I I always forget but anyway and and, and like I said he's earned that um, it would be I guess it would be one thing if the Dodgers were like pushing Kershaw away or making it so they aren't a team he wants to return to but like that's the furthest thing from what's happening like the Dodgers made it crystal clear they want him to be with the franchise for life and they were like willing to respect his choice to go year to year we saw a little bit of that sort of uh, two-way um, play last year with, uh, the Dodgers didn't extend the qualifying offer to Kershaw when he was a free agent because they didn't want to rush his decision. It was sort of a, a, a sign of respect, mutual respect I think for both sides and that's all you can really ask for really. Um, I still think for 2023 Kershaw's best option is the Dodgers like the Rangers are like gonna be like reasonably good probably at some point but they're not going to be they're not going to compete for a World Series next year. It's just as simple as that. Um, I, it's hard to see like what combination of moves would make them actually be a world series contender. Uh, I mean, I guess adding Kershaw would help obviously, but, uh, they're not particularly close right now. So I, I have a very hard time seeing him doing that at least for 2023, but, uh, thinking for 2022, uh, Kershaw's next start is Saturday and that'll be against uh, the Cardinals, which means, um, Albert Pujols is coming to town. He did not hit a home run during the three games against the Padres. So he's sitting on 698 career home runs. Um, I still think the best scenario, uh, for Pujols just, um, for him, uh, is for him to do it in St. Louis to get the home run number 700. But obviously that's going to be a huge watch over the weekend. Um, since getting to the finals of the home run derby at Dodger stadium back in July, um, Kuhols is hitting 313, 377, 657, with 13 home runs in 151 plate appearances. So those 13 home runs are like right in line with the everyone uh, most normal humans uh, leading after the All Star break. I think the leaders have 15, including Mookie Betts. I, I'm against again among normal humans, and then there's Aaron Judge with 27 uh, home runs since the break. He has number 60. That'll be another watch. It's funny, the first game of this um, Dodgers-Cardinals series is the uh, uh, tonight's the final Friday uh, Apple TV games. First game is Yankees-Red Sox, so they they have a chance to call Aaron Judge's uh, 61, uh, 61st home run. And uh, and then, you know, I guess if Pujols hits two home runs Friday, they can get to call uh, Pujols' 700th home, 700th home run. But uh, Pujols entering Thursday when he was one for four. I don't know exactly what his WRC Plus is now, but entering Thursday was 192. It's not going to be that far off of that. Just an insane run uh, for him at age 42, having a, an incredible year. Um, but for the Dodgers uh, going into the series, what's interesting now is like uh, this time through the rotation, everyone is on four days rest, you know, sort of the quote-unquote normal rest, although it's, as you'll see in a little bit, it's not that normal anymore. Um beginning with Dustin May on Wednesday, and then uh, Julio Urias on Thursday, uh, and then you have uh, Andrew Heaney on Friday against the Cardinals, Kershaw Saturday. Uh, All those pitchers will be on four days rest. It's the first four games the Dodgers have had a starter go on four days rest in September. They've been stretching it out a little bit uh, with a couple off days and then also having Michael Grove spot start a couple times to sort of insert a six starter in there to give everyone rest. Um so Sunday starter is listed as TBA um but whether it's Tyler Anderson or Michael Grove they they both started Tuesday's doubleheader against Arizona so either one of them would be on 4 days rest too but then you have Monday's off day um and so the next time through everyone's going to be on extra rest and then it's just a matter of sort of tuning things up uh in that final series against the Rockies uh for the postseason because that's it um for the schedule. But I looked at this, um, through, uh, Urias on Thursday, the Dodgers have had a starter go on four days rest, 40 times out of 150 games this year. That's tied with the Padres for second fewest such starts in MLB. The Astros have the, the least with 22. Um, uh, it's hard to argue with the results too. Like the Dodgers and Astros have the best two pitching staffs and best two records in major league baseball at the moment. So yeah, uh, so, again, off day Monday, but first, uh, up next is a three-game series against the Cardinals. Should be fun. Old friend alert uh, with uh, Albert Pujols, obviously, and it should be a good series. But, uh, yeah, and then I guess if, uh, something to watch is uh, if the Dodgers have a lead in a save situation, who's going to close games? I'm sure we'll find out Uh uh, hope you know maybe once or twice over the weekend if, if those, that's the situation, but uh, it's going to be definitely something to watch over the last. Uh, there's only 12 games left in the regular season. We're running out of time, folks. But anyway, that's enough for today. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. <laughs>